Welcome to PNR Show Season 4, Episode 18, Drinking the Blue Toad. I'd rather have lager than life. I'll take a strong stout over strife. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale than live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail, so bring me lager for life. Good evening, one and all. It's the Pint of No Return show, episode 18, season four. We're really excited because there's only three of us. <laughs> Gary's not here. It's one less person to talk about how much loggers suck. We are, though, joined by Keith and Jeremy. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi. Hello. How are you doing this week? We, we had a week? Yeah, it's well, mm. it's still the week is still occurring. I guess I have is. a cold. I have a cold, but I have a beer oh, in my hand. So sorry. I thought that I thought that that soup strainer you had on your lip would like, you know, protect you from viruses flying up your nasal cavity. You would think, wouldn't you? Maybe I need to just let it get a little bushier. I guess so. But you got to go to all Duck Dynasty with it. <laughs> yeah. Duck yeah. Dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> This is so, like my, thing. This is like in my four by four. That is a thing. I mean, they're still a thing, but their show on they took their show off the air. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Much to the uh, who was who had them lifetime, not lifetime, or one of those networks, AMC, AMC or whatever. I, I enjoyed them. They were cute. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, we are Sans Gary this evening. Um, he found better things to do, and uh, we could think of no better thing to do than to try some beer. And uh, Jeremy is already hard at work at that endeavor because he is sampling the beer from last week. Mm. Jeremy, what are you drinking right now? I'm drinking the Crisp from Six Point, which is yes. a Pilsner. And they did a great job on this beer. Yeah. As as you know, I'm not generally a fan of loggers. You may have heard that. You may not have. It's I've heard tell. Yeah. <laughs> this this is flavorful and crisp and refreshing. It doesn't have any odd off flavors that loggers have from time to time. And it's got a great bitter finish to it. It's they really did a nice job with this beer. And I'm enjoying it quite a bit. Well, I'll disagree with you on one thing that the off tastes. I we discussed last week that at least I am not accustomed to. Um, wow. Okay. Already, Keith. Already. <laughs> I am not used to um, so much hop hop notes in a pilsner or a lager, and yet the one that I drank and the other guys mentioned too, so he seemed to have some hoppy taste to it. So, are you getting that as well? I'm getting it in the finish more than anything, the the bitterness. And the, so that's different than that's different than most lagers. I mean, lagers you're not going to really find that. Um, you pilsers generally find a finish on lagers. Oh my god! Can we just like have an objective conversation about nope. lagers without insulting nope. lagers? Nope. <laughs> it doesn't. It's not. It's not a hugely bitter beer. On the they say it has 44 IBUs, which isn't. Crazy bitter. I'm looking on their website. No, it's not bitter, um, but the but the taste of the hops is there. Yeah, and and it's interesting. The hops they're using are German um, Tettenager and Hollertaus, though they're they are the the correct hops for the style. Maybe they use more than a typical Pilsner. Yeah, but so where I'm going with this is, do you think maybe that 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 overtone of hops is adding to your overall enjoyment of the beer. And in other words, why, that's why you like it so much. Mm, I'm not sure because I'm not tasting the hops in the, the beer as much as getting them as a bitter finish, which I, I do like that. I like the, the finish that it's giving me, um, but I don't, would you call that the flavor of the hop? We, we also noted uh, citrusy. Uh, tones to it too, both mm -hmm. grapefruit and Rob said orange peel. 
I'm not getting that too much, but I also have a cold, so I could right. be. That's what I'm wondering, too. You might be missing the the front-forward hops in your cold as well. The sour. Yeah, possible. Yeah. And, but I think, I think I'm enjoying it. I would drink this a lot. What would so, you rate that beer? Man, on a hot a day. scale of 1 to 10, Keith. Like, 10? Wait, is this new? <laughs> I'd give it a I'd give it a, a four on the PNR scale. Don't! That's an eight on the PNR scale. <laughs> Are we tens now? Oh Jesus! <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, it, go, it, going on no, four it, years it would, now. <laughs> it would be an it would be an eight. And I I would man I would like on a hot day. This is a go to beer easily. Unfortunately, we don't see it over here too much. Good. Well, all right. So as uh, Jeremy quaffs down the remainder of this, let me just say that we are live on Alpha Geek Radio on Channel 3. If you'd like to listen to us uh, when we uh, record our stuff, we start at about, I'm going to say, eight between 8.30 and 9 o'clock Eastern on Wednesday evenings. If you want to tune us in, we can go to tunein.alphageekradio.com and look for the online link. Click it there, and we're on channel three. Good evening, Alpha Geeks. How are you? Uh, and I can't believe we just did a little, like a little girly wave there. Um, to, especially to the audio folks, because they don't get the video. Oh. Uh, well, if you're uh, for, for those of you on Alpha Geek, I just gave you a little girly wave. Uh, <laughs> you can also check out our amazing, awesome content at pnrshow.com. Uh, look for us on the Twitters. Uh, Gary is always breaking. Keith at Wolfman K. Jeremy at Jeremy Book Brooks, and I am at Reb Rob R E B R O B. We also have a Slack chat, uh, which you can ask us for an invite on. Do we have any feedback? I don't think we do this week. Oh, Aaron's not doing his job. Come on, Aaron. <laughs> we must be doing something that's that's pleasing you or displeasing you. We did. We did have uh, a feedback on the YouTube channel from like oh. a couple weeks ago. From Erin? Uh, no. Oh. No. It was. Uh, it was. I think her name was uh, Tracy. Hi, Tracy. And and she wanted to tell us that she thought we were doing great and that we should follow her back. Okay. Does Does Tracy belong to some kind of adult escort service or something? Yeah. Or? I I was afraid to click the link and find out. <laughs> <laughs> So, Surprising. We, we thank you for stopping by, Tracy. Thank you. Um, enjoy. <laughs> I hope you enjoy the, uh, you know, listen, I'll let me say this on all honesty. We'd love to follow you. If you could perhaps give us an, uh, an, an in-depth answer as to what it is that you would like us to follow instead of some, just some link, we'd appreciate it. Uh, you know how things are today. You know, you never know who's uh, sending you stuff. Could be right. You could be Russia. We can only hope. Yeah, and in that, if that's the case, hi Russia. Hey, we would we we'd review some Russian beers. That would be cool. Ooh. We we do enjoy the Russian River. We do. That's, that's not in Russia. No, we should review sometime is uh, Bekarovka, Ooh. which is out of uh, Czech Republic and Russia. It's uh, you would like it, Keith. It's an anise flavored uh, liquor. Mm. That's uh, I, I would like that. Why haven't we? It's had extremely. That it's it's very hard to find here, apparently, but it's extremely potent. Um, not along the lines of absinthe, but not nearly so uh, hallucination-inducing. I I would very very much like to try this. this yeah, Beka, it's called Bekarovka. Uh, but listen, we have we we do have alcohol in studio. That's right. We have a beer and it's time to go to that beer in a segment that we call Keith to the pint. Mm. Oh, Oh wait, no, Jeremy should do this because he's got the cold voice. Go ahead, Jeremy. Am I introducing the beer? Yeah, do it. Do it in Mm. sexy voice. Someone should mention that it's a beer. You're stepping on, you're stepping all over his sexy description. Blue toad hard all cider. Right. All right, cut, cut. We're gonna do this again. All right, all right, all right. All right, so Take we're two. gonna pretend they Take didn't two. hear any of this. All right, so Take uh, two. so we do have some alcohol in studio, uh, and uh, it's actually some beer, which we're gonna drink right now in a little segment we like to call "To the Pint." Hit a key. Born and raised in Western New York, a blend of the finest local, delicious empire and crisp apples. 
Flower City Blonde from Blue Toad Hard Cider. All right. So um, just a little, a little bit, a little bit of uh, critique there. You, you have to, you have to judge how long the clip is because you, you kind of went past it. So while well, I appreciate your enthusiasm, you got to make it line up. It sounds like it's only about a 10-second clip. So maybe say something sexy and a nice little voice, maybe a little bit something about the beer, a little tease and tag, and then just get off of it, okay? You, know, you got me? 10 seconds. You feel me? You feel me? All right. So let's, let's cut. Five, let's do that again. This is number four, three. three. <laughs> All right. So we actually, we actually do have some alcohol in studio, and it's called beer. And we're going to drink some beer and a little segment right now that we call To the Pint. Hit it, Keith. Flower City, a blonde, a hard cider. Taste the toad from New York. That's it. That's the one. No, Keith, no! 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 I wanted to give him extra time. I was hoping this time he'd say, lick it. Lick the toad. No! All right. All right we'll, I'm, I'm going to open the beer. We'll yeah, cut, that. We'll oh, cut that in post. <laughs> we'll cut that in post. All right. I'm opening. So tonight, from Blue Toad Hard Cider Brewery, out of Flower City, which, uh, in case you guys did not know, the Flower City is Rochester. New York. By the way, did you know that New York, Rochester, New York is not only the flower, F-L-O-W-E-R city, it's also the flower city, F-L-O-U-R city. I thought that was former. I thought we were formerly the flower, F-L-O-U-R, and, and now we're the flower. F -L -O -U -R. In some circles, we're still, we're still called the flower city, so... Well, I think we're called flower either way you, you say it. It's just how yeah, no, but yeah, I understand, but we used to be the flower city. Yeah, we're still now we're the flower stuff. city. Yeah, well, we're both. We're the flower city and the flower city. You have to, you know, embrace. Oh. You have to embrace your tradition as well as your, you know, your your future. This is comedy gold, folks. Comedy but out of, gold. Out of said uh, flower city uh, comes the blue folks at Blue Toad Hard Cider, and they have for us the Flower City Blonde. This is uh, this is actually hyper local. This is more than uh, than just Rochester based. This is my suburb of Webster based. Uh, Blue oh. Toad sources its apples uh, from Schutz Cider Mill, and oh. right there on Plank Road in Webster, uh, or some people call it Penfield, but they're wrong. It's Webster. Yeah, they are wrong. Yep. <laughs> and uh, some of the best uh, fry cakes around. And in the winter, or in the in the fall and winter, you can get some great unfiltered pressed uh, sweet cider there. And they just oh opened. Blue Toad uh, went into collaboration with them, and they have a Blue Toad Cider tasting room right in Schutz now. And you can get this on tap, which is almost crystal clear on the camera. It's got a slight yellow tint to it. So for the benefit of the um, East Coast impaired the audience, what's a fry cake? Uh, it's a donut that's been fried in oil. So if you took, like... Uh uh, a cake batter type donut, a ring of it. You fry it in oil, um, literally until it's crispy, and yeah. take it out and put it in a box of twelve. And sometimes you put powdered sugar, powder sugar, or cinnamon sugar, or cinnamon sugar, or yeah. if you're like me, you just like them plain. Yeah. Well, that Hot. sounds good. Yeah. See, perfect me, for dunking in sweet cider. Let me tell you something about shoot cider mill. Uh, if you're in Western New York and it's the fall. And you go to on a Saturday to shoots for some cider and some donuts or fry cakes, as it were, if you're Keith, or um, some crisps and some apples. Uh, you better go early because there is a line out the door for oh, yeah. cider uh, in the fall. That is that is how good it is. They they press it right there, and yeah. usually that day, as you go through like later in the day, and you wait in the line to get to it, they're actually putting them out on the counter as the cashiers are handing them over to you to sell. So, I mean, it's like literally hot off the presses. If there is one thing that I in, that I intensely miss about living in Western New York, it's the fall. Fall there is awesome. So this will be a little taste of home. This is. This is a little taste of home. This has been going on for about two years now. I think it'll be its third year this fall. <laughs> they have several flavors. They do an amber which is mm -hmm. kind of a more traditional hard cider. This is the blonde. As you can see, it's really, really light. 
but I chose this one because this is my favorite of of their uh, assortment. Um, I like the the honey sweetness that comes with this, and it's super easy to drink. Yeah, uh, in fact, almost too easy to drink. Yeah, four point nine percent alcohol by volume, so it's it's not going to kick your ass, but it's going to taste really really good. So, all right, you ready, guys? Here's uh, looking at you, Prost. Wow, that's really different. It's, uh, it's, hmm? yeah. There's a very, very slight carbonation to it, which I kind of dig. Slight. Just enough to clean it up, I think. It just kind of makes it not stick to your mouth and throat. Like yeah, when he says slight, it's like almost uh, English ale slight. Mm-hmm. Very slight. You can kind of see it in my glass here, I think. A few bubbles going by, but it's very slight. Yeah. So, um, hmm. I tell you what, um, you definitely get the pear, the uh, apples. Um, it's not super sweet, but it's got that crisp, sour taste to it. And um, the description there, I was looking for it because I, as I first tasted it, I thought, hmm. I'm also almost getting a little bit of pear too. And I looked yeah. at the description and there are, it does say uh, finishes with a luscious pear note to it. And I, that's for sure. Cause it does have that kind of pear finish. Yeah, you definitely get that a lot of fruit flavor in there. It, it's, it's not like some ciders where it tastes like uh, flavored sugar water mm. um, that they've added vodka to. It's, it tastes like apple juice, it, but definitely with the uh, hard edge to it. It's it's nice and a little. At, at first, it was a little sweeter than I prefer, but that fades quickly and then it yeah. goes into a nice dry flavor. Right, I like. It's I not like not cloyingly sweet. And the other thing that's, that's interesting, I mean, Keith and uh, Jeremy both have held up their glasses to the camera, and it's extremely clear. It almost looks like they're they're drinking glasses of water and in blondes you're you're very used to at least i mean a yellow a yellow tint to it of course but of cloudiness too and this is like clear clear yeah it's crystal clear yeah yeah even even sweet ciders are generally a little cloudy so something about their blonde they've got it really clarified which is i think unique you could almost serve this in a wine glass you know you might be hard pressed you might be hard pressed when you serve this to. Was that didn't... a cider joke? Yeah, um, <laughs> you, if you didn't tell anyone, you know, they might guess it was a hard cider at first. Mm, that's that's nice. Hmm. What do you think this would pair well with, gentlemen? If you had this uh, set this down to dinner, what would, be, what would you be enjoying? A fry cake. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking fry cakes uh, for dinner. I'm thinking like a like a grilled pork chop. For sure. Yeah, that would work well. I I when I taste this, I want cheese, like a like a blue mm -hmm. cheese. Apple and so, cheese uh, and can't go Blue cheese or a, a real sharp cheddar. Yeah. Something. I was I was going with a real sharp cheddar, but anything with a with that sharp flavor like a blue uh would be great. Yeah. There's enough acid in here that it would cut cut the um cut the cheese. <laughs> it it would work really really nicely with um Strong flavored cheeses, I think. Yeah. You could even do like a, a, a simple like grilled cheese with some cheddar, uh, and maybe some slices of ham in it or something like that would be. Mm. A, a nice this might uh, this might also make a, a decent uh, marinade, maybe with some fish. That might work. Mm. You know what? This would be nice with a with a pizza, like a four cheese pizza. Yeah. yeah. Just a, a simple sure a simple pizza. <laughs> mm. Well, this is good stuff. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna keep sipping on that during the episode. We'll come back to it at the very end and give it a rating on a scale of one to ten. You sure about that? It's a yep. cider now. Yep. 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 Two to yep. five. Cider. We do the one to the five. In the meantime, we're gonna tickle your uh, your eye sockets and your earbuds with uh, some some to topics that we've got in a little segment we call Pint Taken. 
Baywatch. <laughs> That's the theme from Baywatch. Yeah, yeah that was it. Uh, I ne- you know what? I-, I am not embarrassed to say I have never watched a full episode of Baywatch. They made full episodes. <laughs> yes, that was on for a long time. Now, now I will say I have watched plenty of clips of Baywatch, but never watched a full episode. Let me guess. All those clips involved a lot of running, jogging. Lot, I mean, fitness. Yeah, fitness. Their fitness really? was very important. Yes, to well, me. And, and, and as you can tell, the lifeguards were always on their way to save someone. Yeah, yeah fitness is just, extremely just yeah running, just running and yeah. running. Not so much the guys. I mean, I, Hasselhoff. I, I pretty much always always knew he'd get there in time and save them. Yeah. Um, um, the 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 uh, lovely ladies uh, who were enjoying a lot, of, a lot of tension around the girls whether or not they'd make it. There was a lot of tension in their bathing suits as well. Um, well, they, they did bring their own flotation devices. Well, in fact. <laughs> Safety first. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, our topics for the evening uh, uh, come to us courtesy of the first one, courtesy of io9. Uh, yesterday announced that the right stuff, uh, the book from 1979, uh, Tom Wolfe's book about the space race and the Mercury program, um, has been optioned for a TV series on National Geographic. Um, and uh, it comes to us courtesy from none other than Leonardo DiCaprio, one of the executive producers and was one of the financial backers of this project. And, and I put this on first off because, as you know, many of you, I am a space nut. I love stuff about space and uh the right stuff is one of my all-time favorite uh films um about the space race that and uh from the earth to the moon from the earth to the moon series is amazing so uh the uh, the idea that they're going to go much more in depth on the mercury stuff whereas the earth to the moon stuff was more about the actual moon race program um is really appealing to me i'm i'm super excited about that what do you guys think yeah, this could be a really cool um, series, and it sounds like they're doing it uh, multi-season, set early yeah. in 1958. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm guessing if they if they do this right, they could go year by year following the program. That would be really cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who have they got a cast for it yet? No, no. They just announced that they're that they're yeah. optioning it into a series, so it's really yeah. early in the process. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I worry about how it's going to be set up. Uh, it'll be it'd be really interesting to see. I hope they do it right. Is all. Sounds to me like they're gonna they're gonna go um, in the from the Earth to the Moon kind of mold. Mm-hmm. Um, which, if you have not seen that series, that miniseries, I mean, go out and get it right now. Um, you know, put together with uh, Tom Hanks and um, a bunch of stars who guested in in each of the episodes. I mean, it's a f- I love watching and rewatching that series. Yeah, and so but if I they followed that mold. That'd be awesome. What made that though was was the the star power that was pumped. Oh sure, them. yeah, yeah. But the stories so, were amazing too. They were, um, but I don't. I mean, their stories would hold up on their own without the. I mean, there are great, so great episodes of great episodes about the astronauts themselves and the training and all the stuff that they had to do in space and things like that. Uh, my favorite overall episode of that one though, didn't have anything to do with the astronauts. It took place. Uh, the entire thing took place at, um, I think it was, was it Boeing um, where they were developing the, um, the lunar lander. And the whole thing was about how they constructed it over a series of years. Um, you know, and in some places, the lunar lander, think about this, folks, exposed to the outside reaches of outer space, coming down and landing on the moon's surface. In some places, there was literally the width of a piece of tinfoil between the astronaut's cabin and the outside environment. It's uh, just ridiculous amazing. That so we would send... Is- that- this, in this, 2017, in 2017, that project would not go. Mm-mm. Not even, not even a little bit. No way. So this is Leonardo DiCaprio, kind of a well-known person. 
Yeah, his production company. And National Geographic, kind of a mm -hmm. well-known thing. So they have the potential to pull whoever they want into this. Yeah, you could get some decent star power behind it, for sure. Mm -hmm. it, I'd, I'd yeah. like to see, like, Caprio attach himself to it. Um and then go from there because then then uh, then yeah. I know it's going to get something going. But the fact yeah. that they have not announced that is troublesome. I mean, you've got some great some great roles in there. Not only the Mercury Seven astronauts, but you know Werner von Braun and you know you know JFK and Lyndon Johnson, but also the astronauts' wives, which a lot of their stories are just as compelling as the astronauts themselves. If you've never read, um, you've if you've never read the right stuff, it's a fantastic read. Um, not only about program itself, but about the the hotshot fighter jocks in the in the period before the yeah. program, before they were recruited, and how how steep the competition was, and how dangerous it was. It was it's really amazing. So we'll look to hear more about that. That timeline is yet to be announced, but uh, as of yesterday, it has been optioned. All right, so you guys ready for news? Matt Groening, everybody's favorite, well, most people's favorite uh, primetime TV uh, cartoon series creator uh, behind The Simpsons, which has now been on the air for 24 years, I believe. 20, no, 1989, I think. Coming up on 28 years. Coming up on season 29. 28, 29 years. I mean, uh, as well as the super hit um, Futurama show too he uh is getting ready to launch his next cartoon animated series uh this one will of course be on netflix and it will be called disenchanted following in the mold of futurama this one is going to be set in a fantasy world called dreamland and uh <laughs> super excited it could be good. I mean, I, I think they're going straight up for Game of Thrones, -ish, oh, of course, uh, type type thing. But it, this is the market. You know, this is the time to strike while the iron's hot and uh, put up some parody stuff against that. And I think I think they could could have nailed it just in concept. So this probably will be awesome. I'm hoping it will be as long lived and loved as his other projects. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's to hit uh, Netflix in 2018, and it will be about uh, a hard-drinking young princess named Bean, I love it already, mm. who goes on a series of misadventures with an elf named Elfo <laughs> and her own personal demon named Lucy. Get it, Lucifer? Mm -hmm. It's about, he, according to him, his quote is, it's about life and death, love and sex, and how to keep laughing in a world full of suffering and idiots, despite what the elders and wizards and other jerks tell you. It will feature, uh, in the extended voice cast, a lot of uh, Futurama folks, John DiMaggio, Billy West, Maurice LaMarche. Um, so all of those guys are going to have parts in this series. So yeah, that's going to be awesome. And Netflix, I mean, they they have, I mean, they're just printing money. So yeah. they, they can put as much money as they want behind it, and it'll be, you know, to hire top-notch talent, and it'll be great. They'll give him as much time as he wants to get it ready and put it out. Oh. Yeah, I, I mean, think Netflix seems to, I think their first, they, they canceled one show this year, but really only one show after how much stuff have they put out. Yeah, um, it's it's impressive to see them just churning and churning, churning new content out. Uh, in addition to yeah. keep giving us the same stuff we've always loved from Netflix, so I I gotta think. Yeah, it used to be that you had these gigantic. You used to have these gigantic press releases about these new series coming to Netflix or Amazon, and uh, you check them out, and now you turn around and like seven or eight have premiered in the last week. Yeah, it's, that you it's didn't know about. To keep track of the original content. Some really good slower. stuff. Some not so good stuff. Some some stuff for just for kids. I mean, I started watching the new uh, Keith. I don't know if you saw this, the new Castlevania series no, on Netflix. I've heard it's awesome though. Is that based, yeah, based it's on pretty the, freaking good. Not for kids. Yes. Yeah. 
No, not definitely not for kids. Uh, but yeah, based on the video game series. Hmm. Yeah, but runs runs in a different kind of in a different place than the, the yep. Abrams series does. Speaking um, of new series uh, getting ready to drop, Amazon just dropped its first uh, episode of The Tick. Um, it's not releasing them all at once like Netflix does. It's going to be more systematic about it. But the first one is out there. I haven't watched it yet, but um, it's, you, uh, it's up there. Did you see the pilot? I did see the pilot. Loved it. Yeah, yeah I love the pilot. So, yeah, I'm going to check that out. Love the pilot. All right. So, lastly, uh, on our topic segment, uh, I know first and foremost on everybody's mind these days when you read the news and you uh, – you know, talk to your friends and your, your frenemies on Facebook and Twitter and have debates going back and forth. Um, I know that the number one topic uh, on everyone's mind right now um, is how would an alien species invade Earth? I mean, you're, you're thinking about that, aren't you? Yes. Yeah, that's, that's yes, my absolutely. primary concern I mean, every day. Clearly, yes. Well, uh, I did some research, and I have for you now the 10 ways that an alien race could invade Earth. And so what I want you to listen as I give you these 10. And think about, first of all, there's five, there's five bad ways that the aliens could invade good ways that the aliens can invade. So I want you to listen to these and then pick the one bad one that you think it would be and the one good one, if it was to be good, you think what it would be. And then overall, which one, which of all of those is the one that's going to actually happen, all right? Okay. So you want to start with the good or the bad? I'll let you choose. Let's start with good. Okay. All right, let's, we'll start with the good. All right. The good news is, uh, so it could be Men in Black, where they kind of just infiltrate in secret and take up places in society, kind of like Im- like immigration. They bring along a lot of technological advances with it. You know, every once in a while, one that comes along that the planet or the rest of the galaxy, and you know, we fight them on an, a secret agent level. You know, take the good with the bad, as the article says. So it could be Men in Black. It's a lot of good stuff too, right? I mean, you get Michael Jackson and cell phones. So, um, so that's one. The other, the next good way is Star Trek: First Contact, where you have a benevolent, uh, peaceful race like the Vulcans that see us in our dystopian badness and and come down and offer us a new way, a new path, full of peace and enlightenment and logic. And eventually, eventually, if you're good. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He so was could, just could, shot him. Yeah, it could be that. Uh, it could be the third one, the uh, the movie The Arrival. If you saw it from last year with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner, where uh, spoilers, a group of scientists come down to the to the uh, desert to try to figure out what language these aliens are speaking and what they're trying to tell us. And they may actually be trying to save us all. So they may have a, a message for us uh, about our future. How about Galaxy Quest? Where they've, they've watched our historical documents and have decided to, that we actually have the best way to go about space travel and come to us seeking us for help. Go to our, you know, our... our uh, our Gen Con and Comic Con folks as our gurus and our gods and use them to foster in a new era of space exploration and joy. That's such a good movie. Right? And then finally you have the Iron Giant. You have the aliens coming down to invade and, and not making a big stink and a, and a, and a huge parade or celebration or, or bringing a bunch of technological advance, advancements. Just a robot and a little boy and the friendships that they meet. Yeah. They may be chased by a, you know, a paranoid paramilitary organization and a, and a power hungry general, but the little boy and the, and the, and the gigantic robot helped out by Harry Connick jr. And Jennifer Aniston, you know, just 
a friendship buddy movie. It could be that. That's how aliens could come. Can we can we make Harry Connick Jr. like our ambassador to all alien invasions? I'm happy to do that. I think he'd be great at it because he he just has this calming influence. He does. Over. Yeah, you yeah. just you can't play a little tune and sing you sing you down from the ledge. Certainly not able to be mad at anything Harry Connick Jr. does. Yeah. Oh yeah. So that those all sound really good, right? Okay. What could go wrong? Okay. Yeah, what could possibly go wrong? So, so, so stew on those for a little bit, a little bit, because now I got to give you the not so good ways that an alien race could come down and 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 take us over, or at least make contact with us. The first one, Space Jam, where they go to oh, God, a, an athlete who can't act but really wants to get into the movie business, and they come down. And take over maybe some of our cartoon characters and force them into, you know, gladiatorial matches and sports. Only levels. If you've seen, I mean, so it could be that. That's not good. I mean, yes, you might get Bill Murray in your movie, but you still have to deal with, you know, Michael Jordan uh, trying to emote. That's bad. Uh, so next on the list is Independence Day. Now, if you're worried about, you know, real estate and property values and destruction and insurance and having to rebuild, okay, so this is a bad one because those guys, it seems like all they want to do is tear shit down. <laughs> it's like the first, it's like the first half of a million episodes from HGTV. It's all demolition. It's no redesign. <laughs> bad, bad, bad on every level. All right, so we we agree that's pretty bad, right? Yeah. How about how about Alien, nineteen seventy nine Ridley Scott movie, it's where you know where we we're now reaching out into the into the fringes of space to try to you know make some money off of the you know there's got to be awesome minerals and and precious metals and uh, gems out there that we can mine or gases that we can use for fuel. And we instead come across this horrible hybridized killing machine that has its body running on acid and will have, you know, basically women alone running around a spaceship in their underwear. Well, that's not actually too bad. No, that part's okay. It's the chest busters you gotta worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do that's get androids. Cool. You get you do get androids if you go with the alien route, but yeah, yeah it busts out of the chest. And... But they're like full of milk. So it's yeah, not it's cool. <laughs> it's not good. And, and tails thrashing, and it's yeah. and and you know if you just watch how all of the people in that movie die, Game they're just over, not it's not a it's not a good way to die. Uh, all right, how about War of the Worlds? That is pretty much the Independence Day solution again. Yeah, but in but in War of the Worlds, these are they actually invaded decades and centuries ago. They've been here all the time, and instead they pop up out of the ground these pods, and they're ready to go, and just start taking people and harvesting them. See, in Independence Day, all they wanted us to do was die and take our natural resources. Where in War of the Worlds, they want to use us for food and for energy. That's I mean, that's got to be bad. And, and, and then you have to deal with Tom Cruise. Uh, yeah, that's the worst. And a hyper well, crazy yeah, Tim Robbins. The original radio drama, not so. Yeah, or that pod people version, Tom Cruise. And you, know, you get Dakota Fanning screaming her head off the whole movie. Ugh. Now, this last one on the bad scale might be one that Keith actually likes because this invasion uh, is reminiscent of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Pretty funny, right? If you like British humor, Hitchhiker's Guide is an awesome vehicle to choose. Um, only problem is in this version of the in invasion, it's not that they want to use us for food or for energy or they want the resources of our planet. We're just in the way. Yeah. And we've got to get out of the way for a hyperspace highway. Yeah. Uh, so well. we're like lower than an ant and just need to be removed. Well, you know, the, the, the plans were on file in our local office. 
That's true, and we had plenty we of time. We could have reviewed it. We yes, really absolutely. had plenty of time to review it and lodge complaints. And how long were the Dolphins telling us that something was coming? Not only the Dolphins, but the mice. Really. The mice, too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so I really, the, that's really our own fault. The Vogons, I mean, they're, you know, while they may have sympathies, they do have a job to do. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's good. Yeah. Just remember to bring your towel and uh, don't panic. So, all right. So you got the five good, the five bad. They are quickly again the, the good ways Men in Black, Star Trek First Contact, Arrival, Galaxy Quest, and the Iron Giant. Which of those good invasions? would you choose for us? Let's start with Jeremy. I think Men in Black. You go Men in Black? Yeah. You got a kick-ass soundtrack and some nice weapons. Well, we, get, that, we get some good stuff out of it. Yeah, and, 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 and for the most part, society doesn't know it's happening. That's true. It's kind of, and everything just kind of goes along. Okay. Yeah. Very good. All right. Not so, really disruptive. Uh, any honorable mentions from that one, from those five? No? It's okay if you say no. I want to say where, where I want to know where V sits in on, on this list. <laughs> v is V, v is a separate category. <laughs> Come on, not the, one that that not one that good nor bad. See, that's not the, one that Gizmodo chose. Unfortunately, I'm sorry. I can't believe they've skipped over that. All right, so so Jeremy and Keith are going to go with uh, the Men in Black scenario, the MIB scenario for our good invasion. All right, guys. We, we got to hunker down and choose a bad. You've got Space Jam, Independence are, Day. Are we Alien. choosing the best of the bad, or are we choosing the worst of the bad? You're choosing... Hmm, that's a good question. I guess since we're choosing the, the, mo the best of the best for the good side, we should choose the worst of the worst for the bad okay. side. What do you right. think? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. Okay. So Space Jam, Independence Day, Alien... War of the Worlds or Hitchhiker's Guide. I'm going to start this time with Keith. How will it happen? The worst uh, of them for me because uh, they had such a traumatic, wonderfully traumatic, but traumatic effect on my on me was was definitely be the aliens one. Uh, Chestbursters, man, that's pretty much the worst. Yeah. It, it, it's uh, every it's other experience. And you got the face hugs yeah. too. In every other experience, you know, humanity probably ends, but there's time to deal with it, to come to grips with it. There's no time to deal with the fact that an alien's bursting out of your chest, uh, a new alien life form, and you don't, you can't. Really, there's no way to deal with it. So, all right, yeah, all I think right. That's pretty much got to be the worst. Okay, Jeremy, what's what's your worst? So Alien's bad, but still, we can fight it. The worst to me is Hitchhikers. I, uh, we can't fight it. It's just, that's it's it. All, it's Game bureaucracy. Over. You're, I mean, you can't fight red You can't fight red tape. It's just, no, it's no. gone. You, you can't. There's no There's no chance. But you, but, you know, you can maybe hitch a ride off and find out that your planet was really a supercomputer and come back to live on it again later. One, yeah, that's true. Mm. That's true. Uh, I I, I kind of lean towards Jeremy what you're saying because there's just I mean I would like to think if we're going to be taken over I'd at least like it because we mattered that they needed us or they found us that they, we were a threat or we had something that they lacked I, I wouldn't want it to be because you know we were the old lady's house sitting in where the parking lot was supposed to go right well yeah but it really it it's not that we didn't matter it's that we didn't care enough to do anything about it. Which, if humanity's going to go out, that's probably the most likely. <laughs> you know, I w and, and the other thing I will say about Keith's, although that is, you know, kind of terrifying, the alien scenario, um, at least it's, you know, 150 years in the future. So we'll, you know, we won't be around for that. Yeah. All right. So now, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hone you down, and I'm going to ask you, how will the alien invasion actually happen. So it could be the best of the best or the worst of the worst or one of those other ones that we mentioned. What is going to be the reality of how we all go down? Well, Jeremy, what's it going to happen? Men in Black, it already has happened. 
You think so? You think we think we're already in it? That was the document. That was the. Uh, was it documentary? The, yeah, that was, that was the uh, the the reveal. Hmm. Yeah, we just we should so we just we should just call MIB a documentary. I think now. so. Yeah. Yeah, it's a reality show that we're actually living right now. <laughs> okay. Possible. I got gotcha. you. All right, Keith. What's going to happen? How will it happen? Well, has I'm going to that it's already happened or is is happening now, but it's none of what we've talked about before. Um, Ooh, you're going to the wild card. Going wild card. Here it comes. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to play the bacteria card. Oh no. It's going to be a bacteria that essentially changes humanity to make us do what it wants us to do. And perhaps, perhaps it's already happened. Soil and green? Trump. No. That was a... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's got to be like an actual movie. <laughs> We're supposed to get all real on me. Oh, Sorry. Sorry about Jeez. that. Uh, well played, Keith. Well played. <laughs> By the way, just a just on a side note, we do not on the uh, Pine of No Return show tend to get political. It's uh, no, and it's that's not my rule. <laughs> so, but I, I, what I, I, but I, I would like to say tonight. But I would like to say that it was just announced to this afternoon that Dancing with the Stars is searching for its next set of uh, celebrity. Uh, contestants, and they are actually, they have reached out and have confirmed that they have reached out to one Sean Spicer. <laughs> Recently departed uh, press secretary for the Trump White House, which, you know, seems bizarre tater. and weird, but if you're reading any news or keeping up at all with current events lately, that sounds about right. <laughs> love, love Wouldn't tater. you agree? Yeah. yeah. Spicy potato. Gotta have it. Uh, I'm going to go, I mean, if I had to go with something that I think will happen, at least I hope will happen, I want to go with Star Trek First Contact. I, I know we're on a road to basically destroy ourselves, but I'd like to think we got a best bud out there that's kind of keeping an eye on us and, and will pull us back from the brink just before it happens. It's like, guys, guys, listen. You need to focus on the hyperspeed and less on the, the chemical weapons. And by the way, here's a really cool way to put someone to sleep. And I got an awesome greeting for you. So I'm going to go with that one. All right. So we want you guys to keep uh, – let us know what you think your – what what your uh, – favored way of invasion will be. And I gave you all those ways to contact us earlier in the show. So let us know. But are you right now, I know what you want to know. You want to know what our picks are for this week. You want to know what we're taking a look at. You want to know what you need to download, watch, listen to, or see. Because in our next segment, our half pint segments, it's time for our picks. Hit it, Keith. Cool in the gang, definitely aliens. <laughs> Clearly. Definitely. All right. Our pick segments for the week brought to you by brought to you by Blue Toad uh, Hard Cider Blonde. Flower City Blonde. That's what it is. We're going to give it a rating in just a couple of minutes, but you want to hear our picks first. Jeremy, what is your pick for the week? My pick is a goofy little game called Sling Kong. Um <laughs> A game where you can just pick it up, play for a few minutes, and put it down. Sort of an Angry Birds meets um, Doodle Jump, where huh. the the physics is you you have a little creature that's grabbed onto a a um, thing pin on the board. You pull it back and let go, and he springs up to the next the next pin, and you have to shoot him from place to place to place to make progress. Um, super easy to play. Um, you pick it up, play for a couple minutes, put it down, and it's free. It's a little annoying with the ads and trying to get you to buy coins to upgrade. Yeah, but not too terrible. Um, almost looks like Doodle Jump meets a pinball machine. Yeah, a little, little bit like that. Yeah, kind of Angry Birds versus pinball because it's got the, it's got the physics where you pull stuff back and sling it forward. Um, okay. Yeah, kind of fun though. That's All my right. pick. Sling Kong, and that is an iOS app. I'm sure it's available on Android, too. Likely. 
All right. Gary would be next on our list, but he is sadly absent. So I will take his spot to uh, to jump on a, a pick that he had from last week. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming is was freaking awesome. Um, right up there with the top three um, Marvel Marvel franchise movies, and maybe one of the at least the best five superhero movies of all time. Which sounds like how could there be that many? But by now there are a lot in the Marvel universe alone, and yeah. it was awesome. It was everything I've always wanted a Spider-Man movie to be. I never need again to see how Peter was bitten by a spider. Um, I don't need to see it. Just like I never need to see how Bruce Wayne's parents were killed outside of a theater. I don't need to see it again. I know what happened. Um, And it goes right into the whole Captain America Civil War left off. It is an awesome film and you should see it right away if you can. So... Can't recommend it highly enough. All right, Keith, what is your pick for the week? I tell you, I uh, I struggled with picks this week. Um, I'm I'm down to I've I've kind of really reduced the number of things I'm into right now because I've been very very busy. So I'm down to just two games that I'm playing regularly, and, and they're both games I've picked before. So I'm not going to go into that Hearthstone, but uh, <laughs> um, there's not any new. Uh, uh, apps I found that are terribly interesting. I'm not watching anything different on TV right now. So I'm really struggling with what to come up with. And I finally came up with something that um, I used a few weeks back, and I'm really pleased with the results, but it's not a normal pick for us at this show. Um, it's actually a chemical, if, if you can believe it. I'm, I'm Methamphetamine? Making, I'm making a chemical pick. No, not a drug pick, oh. but a chemical pick. Okay. Uh, this is a product by Loctite. Um, and it's called Extend. And no, Rob, it's not <laughs> that kind of Extend. It's not spelled with a Z or anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to stop the show right now because I don't. I don't think I'm going to be able to continue. <laughs> Notice how I waited until he was drinking to say that. What really is, what we if really you're watching need... the video this week, folks, you really need to fast forward to that part and rewatch it over and over again. As Rob does the most legitimate spit take I have ever seen. <laughs> we literally, I mean, here, let me just set this up for you. We have, of course, our Google Doc which has all of our plans for the show in it. Everything is in there that we're going to cover that evening, except for Keith's pick. Keith never puts his pick in there, nope. so we never know what it's going to be. Right. Legitimate surprise. Secondly, I have to say that if, it's, if, if Extend is your pick for the week, then we really don't need to know your review of it. We need to know what Cindy's review of it is. <laughs> well, uh, you can ask her if you like, but this is not the Extends that you're thinking of. This right. is Loctite's Extend Rust Neutralizer. Uh, and I put a link in the group chat for the show, so Jeremy can grab it out of there and put it in the show notes. But uh, this is a product that they actually bought from someone else Um that I had a very old can of and uh, my father had recommended to me. So I written, it was way out of date. So I went and bought this from Loctite and it turns out it's the exact same product. Um, But what it is, is it's a liquid that you literally can paint on to a rusty metal surface and it physically changes the chemical composition of the rust to make it one, not rust anymore. It turns it back into some kind of metal polymer and and then becomes a paintable surface for you to paint back over. Uh, I use this on the inside doors of my truck, uh, I, which were starting to rust a little bit. Um, you can use this on outdoor lawn furniture. You can do any any metal surface, exposed metal surface that's starting to rust. You can nail it with this, and it literally becomes a protective coating to the rest of the metal. It's really kind of uh, neat stuff, and it's not terribly expensive. Um, you can pick up a, a bottle like eight fluid ounces, um, which is more than enough to handle any normal size project. And, uh, it's, I think it's under 10 bucks. So, um, it works really, really well. It literally, it changes the rust from a brown color to a black gray color. So, you know, it's working as it dries into that black mm. gray. You hit it with a couple of coats of this, and then you can paint over it with whatever you want, or put a third coat on and leave it as it is uh, hmm. on the black surface. Uh, 
So. And when and when you buy it, the cashier will put it in a plain brown bag, so no one knows what it is that you bought. <laughs> yes, I'm gonna go buy some Extend. Your Loctite it, Extend. And it comes. It comes complete with a Buck Rogers adult video VHS tape. Bd bd bd. Way to go, Buck. That is an inside joke that we will have to tell sometime on this show. We will never tell that joke. We have to tell that joke. That story is an amazing story. too inside, baby. My God, you know, we should try to get Mike on this show. Oh, God. Oh, man, that would be great. I bet bet you have talked to Mike more than I have in the last I have not spoken to Mike in maybe five years. Yeah, me either. He is, he, is, he is just gone. He's just like... My, my, for, so when we were in high school, junior, senior, sophomore year of high school, it was me, it was Keith, and it was Mike. And every once in a while, it was Tom. Yep. So there were the four of us were like best buds, um, Keith, me, and Mike, uh, for sure, definitely. And we were always together every weekend, all that kind of stuff. So um, for the longest time, I was really, really the, like probably the closest with Mike. Um, and Keith probably was too, as close as Mike. Um, and then, you know, he went away to college. We all went away to school and you just kind of lost contact with each other. And then Keith and I got to be really close and Jesus, I lived with Keith for a year and a half. Um, day. And, uh, so yeah, I think Keith and I are best friends now. So we basically lost all contact with Mike, not yeah. for lack of trying. No. You know, and he doesn't live him. terribly far from me. It's no, like, you know, not you, I, yeah. maybe a half hour ride. Between so us, but Keith, it's just far enough to make it inconvenient, and uh, so so we, we you know, Mike, talk. if you're yeah, Mike, if you're listening to the show, you know, Maverick, you know, where, where's the love? <laughs> I just I do I see you. posts from him and his uh, wife on yeah, Facebook. I, I do. Yeah, it's nice to see they're doing great stuff. I see more posts from his uh, cosplay brother than I do from him, though. Yeah, I I had to mute that shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so my pick uh, for the week is a kind of a genre of entertainment that uh, I have recently discovered and I'm having such a great time with. Um, While we, uh, while my wife and I were in North Carolina on vacation, we decided one uh, day to go into downtown Boone and try an escape room. Mm. Uh, All the rage, and they've been around for you know a few years now. Uh, super popular with people. We never gotten around to trying it, but we'd always wanted to. Uh, we had an absolute blast with it. So much so that the following week on our way back, we stopped to visit some friends in Nashville. They had an escape room nearby them, and we, the four of us went and did that one. Had an amazing time doing that. And then finally, last weekend, my wife and I were at a conference over the weekend, and the hotel where we were staying uh, near Dallas had an escape room and the two of us did that by ourselves and had an amazing time doing that as well. And we've bunched, we've bought a bunch of actual escape room games, board games that are very popular now uh, off of Amazon. And again, had a super awesome time. Um, if you'd like to solve puzzles, if you enjoy board games, if you just enjoy interacting with people and finding ways to figure out stuff, if you're looking for a great uh, team builder exercise, um, a way just to go out and have fun, try the escape room stuff. It is a lot of fun. Now, granted, it's what we call disposable entertainment, which means it's not like bowling. Once you've done an escape room, you can't go back and do it again, obviously, because you figured it out, you solved the riddle, you solved the puzzles and all that kind of stuff. But there are so many out there now and so many different options that you can choose that you'll have a lot of entertainment built up that you can, that you can, you know, work with your kids or you know with best friends or other family members it's 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 a lot of fun i can't recommend escape rooms enough so much fun that you guys have you guys done any escape rooms? i've never done it i've read about it and there is one pretty close to us so you you think it's worth doing huh oh it's absolutely fine it's you know probably 20 to 30 bucks a person Usually they put you in groups of four to eight, depending on the room. But yeah, you get get an hour to try to figure your way out. If you watch any of the coupon sites too, like Groupon and stuff like yeah. that, they always have discounts. Always. Yeah, because they're trying to get people to come, and they, it's not. Yeah. And I, they really, yeah. they really go by word of mouth. So that, so that you, you know, they're usually like forty nine, fifty bucks a person list. 
but you can almost always find a coupon for you know half off or something. Mm, 40, 50, wow. We yeah. have not paid more than 25 a person in the three that we've done. So hmm. yeah. Yeah, wow. but you go in here towns and stuff where Keith dollars is you know a week's pay down there. Have you ever done an escape room? <laughs> I have never done it. No. I, I, I know of them. There's actually three different companies in Rochester that each have three or four options each. Um, yeah. and they rotate them. You know, they, they'll they'll take one out and yeah, put up a I new mean, one every so often. I know, you, I, I know you guys have, you know, a geek set of friends and, and that you, you hang out with and you know, Belle's getting up to that age where she's a genius when she's not befuddling you every evening. Uh, <laughs> she's a genius at that. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you should definitely try. You'd love it. So, all right. Enough said about that. We need to give a review to this beer, to Flower City Blonde by Blue Toad. Not a beer? Still not a beer. It's a cider. It says hard cider. Oh, it's a hard cider. It's a hard cider blonde. Yeah, it's a cider. Oh, well, then I'm evaluating this totally different. I thought. Well, I no, I thought they were telling you this all night. It's not a beer. It's yeah. a cider. Yeah, almost like on a scale from one to ten, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think you should rate it on a scale of one to ten. <laughs> on a scale right, so let's review. Let's review this hard cider by Blue Toad. I'm going to let the guys do most of the talking and uh, give my review first. I, I think this is. This is decent. Um, it's not exactly what you'd expect to find in a hard cider, but it's a nice little change of pace. It's I'll less it a, what you'd like to find in a beer, though. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> I would, I'll would. i give this a, a lukewarm seven. It's good, and I think you should try it. All right, you guys take the lion's share of the review now. Uh, let's start with uh, Keith. Lukewarm seven. A uh, lukewarm seven. Actually, I'm As sorry, Keith. Let me start with Jeremy since this is your hometown brew. We'll let you okay. go last. Right. Jeremy, what do you think? Um, I liked it. I, I really like ciders, but I like ciders that are not sweet, cloying, syrupy ciders. And this, when I first tasted it, I thought, oh, it's too sweet. And then it finishes, it dries off right away and finishes with a little bit of sour note. Really, really enjoyable. It tastes like fruit, which is what I want in a cider. You can tell what it came from. Um, I'm giving it an eight. Wow. Very nicely done. I think uh, ciders have definitely come on strong after the craft beer world and uh, super popular now. Um, there's local and nationally distributed ciders all over the place. You can't, you can't even go into a craft beer section without tripping over a case or two of cider on the way. But that said, I have a hard time finding a lot of differences. Like in beer, there's so many different styles and, and even within the same style, there is it's hard you know it's hard not to be able to tell the difference um versus but in in ciders they all tend to come together for me and they all kind of taste like hard cider um it's really hard to find something different out there and i think blue toad has done that pretty well not only do all their ciders taste different from each other they tend to taste different from what's on the mass market too um, and i think that's really cool um, like this blonde being super light um, and dry is a lot different from most of what you're seeing from American ciders, a lot closer to what you see from a British cider. Um, but even their amber isn't quite as cloying and sweet as as you'd expect a typical uh, hard cider to be these days. So I, I really like Blue Toad. I'm really proud to, you know, that they're here right here in Webster and Rochester. Um, and I think uh, as a cider, I rate this as a nine compared to a beers. I pull it back to an eight, but I still like it that much that I'd give it an eight compared to other beers. Wow. Impressive. Yeah, it, it was a, a good cider. So that gives it an eight out of 10 average for PNR. I'm, I'm curious to see what Jeremy or not Jeremy. Oh God, I did a rob. Uh, what, uh, <laughs> what Gary do does. Thank you very what much. What Gary does, uh, I would like Gary to try this before the next show and, and give us a review. I know he's not a huge cider fan, so I'm, I'm curious what he thinks of this cider, um, being that it is a little bit different. Uh, incidentally, uh, the untapped folks give uh, Flower City Blonde a 3.57 out of 5, which goes to a 7.14, so we're in the ballpark. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, very good. All right, so that is going to wrap it up, I think, for uh, Season 4, Episode 18 of the Pioneer No Return Show. All that is left is to ask Keith and Jeremy if they have any closing thoughts. Gentlemen, what say you? Uh, drink more cider, and don't forget the aliens are among us. That's right. Bacteria has infected us all and maybe our leaders. Your <laughs> hair's not orange, though, so you're okay. Yeah. All right, take us, out, take us out. Take us out of here. I'll take a strong stout over stride. I'd prefer to confer with a half pint of ale than live a long life till my private parts fail. For life without liquor is to no avail. So bring me lugger for life. I'd rather have lugger than Eat, eat, phone home, and drink beer. Um.